Justin Shears and welcome to Only a Northern Song. In this series, I'll be exploring the words and the music of the Beatles, but not through the usual tracks that we all know so well. I'll be delving into my extensive collection of outtakes, home recordings and demos, alternate mixes and interviews, to shed some new light on lesser known aspects of the Beatles' recorded legacy. The whole purpose of the Get Back sessions was for the Beatles to bring a swathe of new songs to the studio, film those songs being arranged and rehearsed for some sort of live performance and capture that show on film, wherever it may happen and in whatever form it might take. As one of the most famous events in pop music history, the vision and sounds of what was eventually to become the Beatles' final public performance are well documented and seared into the collective memories of those who were around at the time and of those who've watched it in the decades since. However, the plan wasn't always the plan, as director Michael Lindsay Hogg and session producer Glenn Johns recall. Let It Be was originally going to, it wasn't called Let It Be, it was originally going to be a television special, like on CBS or NBC. Um, but we all kind of disagreed about what it was going to be, where we were going to do it, what it would be like. And so the, that idea got scrapped. So there wasn't a television special. But we were shooting a document we were shooting documentary footage all the time because before we'd started McCartney had had the idea that we should have a little trailer the week before the TV special was on of them rehearsing and stuff like that so the TV special was gone but we still were shooting the documentary footage every day and I knew there were some really interesting things, not only of them playing and rehearsing, because no one had ever shot them playing and rehearsing before, but about exchanges between them, between Paul and John, or Paul and George, or George and John Ringo, whatever. And also the dynamic of sort of what was going on with them at the time, which was different than when I'd first worked with them in, with Paperback Writer a couple of years earlier. But I had a feeling that, because they, they're musicians, they were interested in the, making an album, they didn't care about the, the, this film footage so much. But I had a sense it would be really great if we could put it together, but we needed somewhere to be going, we needed a kind of resolution, if it was going to be a movie or a TV special, whatever. Paul's original idea for Let It Be, as perhaps if you all know, was, it's a very good idea actually, no one else has ever done it, was to write a bunch of songs and record them live in, in front of an audience as a show. And the making of that whole process would, was to be a documentary. So we'd started in, on the soundstage at Chickenham Film Studios, uh, rehearsing the material, so it would be a live album of new material. Originally we were rehearsing. We were rehearsing the songs that we were planning to do in some big TV spectacular or something. We had a vague idea of doing a TV show. But we really didn't know the formula of how to do it because we didn't really want to do Obviously, we didn't want to do a magical mystery tour, having already been on that trip. And we didn't want to do sort of the Tom Jones spectacular. And we're always trying to, be, uh, to do something slightly different. The location and the format of a culminating performance could best be described as loose and highly changeable, even up to the day of the performance itself. The Beatles were in a place, both personally and musically, which was not conducive to firm decision-making. With John almost non-committal to anything, even the arrangements of his own songs, 
a bruised George negative about most aspects of the whole project, and Ringo on a tight schedule before having to leave to film The Magic Christian with Peter Sellers, it was largely left to Paul to jolly the others along so that something, anything worthwhile would eventuate. Early in the sessions, an eclectic range of ideas was suggested by almost everyone. Here, in a discussion from the first day of shooting at Twickenham, Glyn Johns suggests playing to an open amphitheatre, which Michael Lindsay Hogg agrees with immediately and then takes to the next level. Paul, however, is not so enthused. No, the thing is, the thing is that an open air sound mm. is fantastic. I've always wanted to do something yeah. in the open air. And so where's Hogg? That was 12 take one. I was very taken by the place Dennis talked about, yeah, this amphitheatre, mm. because the whole thing I could see with the sea outside, torch lit, 2,000 Arabs and friends around. <laughs> I thought the venue was a No, I think we won't be, I think you'll find we're not going abroad. Because mm. mm. uh, Ringo just said he doesn't want to go abroad, and he put his foot down. So, yeah. us and Jimmy Nichols might go abroad. <laughs> 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 it gets me out of a lot of trouble too. Well, you didn't want to go, bro. I'm getting married on the 11th. January. Oh well, no, you you can't go. And she might, have got, she might have got a bit uptight. <laughs> a Marrakesh honeymoon. Yeah, that would be nice. for two. That for that for nice. forty. <laughs> we'd work that out. I'd want to take someone else. I think the thing to do is just see what we all feel in a day or two, Seems as opposed to making anything hard and fast. Uh, immediately, because we may find the idea or any idea grows and gets more attractive or less attractive. If anybody asked me point blank where I thought we should, I would say Torchlet in the, on the top of Africa as myself. But no one's asked me that question. See, look, the thing is, Ringo definitely doesn't want to go abroad, mm. so that means we don't go abroad. You know? mm, mm. Maybe we go abroad next time. Mm. But this time, no. Mm. Uh, but it's just as well that, but it'd be nice to try and find some way to do it out of doors. After a few more days of rehearsals, the topic of the location for the final performance is again raised by Michael Lindsay Hogg. And again, a range of venues are suggested, including some characteristically artistic ideas from Yoko, as well as questioning the purpose of an audience itself. We ought to think this week sometime about the show. But we are thinking about the show. We never stop thinking about it. <laughs> no, no, they're right. <laughs> but we're still staying flexible. What you mean is you <laughs> ought to think. <laughs> this week, you ought to think about the show. We, we can do it at the Albert Hall. Stage, you know, that it's like an open air or something, and you're playing to the gods, you know, and to the stars, yeah. you know. Or, but, or even playing to people who have never seen you before. You see, I think, I think you're right. That, that any stage performance now of an ordinary sort visually will never be top because we all remember I mean and you better than I okay so what's the use of an audience right, the right. use of an audience is like for you for out of sheer charity to play to them because you love them or for you to collect ticket money or for uh, to get a reaction between you for the sake of your show yes but look the thing is then that's presuming that we're not enough for a show yeah, that so does presuppose bad, that know, there's not enough in the four of us. You've really got to pan off onto a postman. In a way, it suggests that. It's good it's and bad. Really. Right, yes, good, okay. But, but, yes, but also, well, once you get up on a stage, I think once you get up... 
Well, the whole point about the audience surely is to give you something. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, like, like, a, like an actor on stage. Well, bounce back. It's yeah. a different audience. It's like, but it'd just be all luck to get a lot oh, of punts in there all day. But equally, once you get on a stage, you are performers. And you've got to have someone to do it to, of some sort, either the camera or real people, I think. Well, empty chairs would be much more dramatic. I well, mean, 20,000 yeah. empty looks chairs. Looks like they haven't bought any no, tickets. No, but you know what's The thing is, no one's going to sort of think that way. Yeah. You know, no one's going to think no they haven't bought any tickets. Yeah. No. <laughs> It'll just be, they've done it to 20,000 And also, you know, chairs. people, are wondering, people <laughs> are wondering what kind of audience you have now, you know. And it should be like vi invisible, nameless, oh. everybody in the world, you know, instead of uh, some teenager or something. And they say, oh, so they still have this kind of teenage audience. Or if you have uh, costume people, you say, oh, those are the audience now. It's very dangerous, you know. Like uh, now you have uh, audience in every, every heart in the world, you mm -hmm. see. But we are doing two shows. Yeah. I mean, and the, yeah. I the one idea yeah. could yeah. be to play one night yeah. to yeah. silence and the next night to those chairs filled. Yeah. See, that's why, I, that's why I thought like a ballroom, you know, if we did go right back, right round the circle and did it purely like a dance, mm. you know, like come to the tower ballroom, there's a dance on, yeah. you know, oh, incidentally, that we'll be the band that, you yeah. know, and then we go on and we play all the numbers and we play it like we play a dance without trying you to sort of announce anything and just, you know, mm. there's a fast one, there's a slow one and everyone like dances. And there's, you know, there might be a fight or there might be the kind of things that happened at dances, you know. Mm. Or it might be a very sedate, quiet mm. dance, and it might be... Yeah. But just that idea, See, I don't know... I, you know the, the, the essence of your ideas is simple, I think. I mean, whatever, whatever you, what you're asking for is, is a really, really simple approach, which I think is right. More days passed, with still no firm decision made on the venue for a final show. Glyn Johns remembers how Paul came around to the idea of travelling abroad. So, it was the middle of winter, and his idea was to go to Tunisia. There's, there was some... Roman amphitheatre in Tunisia or something, where, which obviously still exists. And he wanted to go there, he wanted to get a bunch of Beatles fans, stick them on a boat, take them to Tunisia, a bit expensive, uh, and put, have them as an audience. And it would be a TV show. And uh, by the time, I don't know, three or four days later, every time we had a tea break or whatever, the, we'd discuss what was going to go on and what wasn't. And eventually it became apparent that the idea of going to Africa wasn't a flyer. Ringo said he wouldn't like the food. <laughs> I seem to remember that, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, they're spending hundreds of thousands of pounds moving people around. They couldn't afford a chef to cook, cook eggs and chips for Ringo. So the whole idea sort of got blown apart. And here we are, we've got great songs being rehearsed. We've got a documentary film being made, but now we've got no end. <laughs> Major things, objections, you know, to that. Uh, Travelling, one. We'll make that comfortable. Okay, yeah, so setting up and everything, I'm sure we could do that. Get that. Yeah, there's all of that. Then there's that thing, you know, which may not seem much, but it's like uh, we're doing a live show and we're doing it in Arabia. <laughs> it's like whoever's, whoever's like been waiting to see the lads, you know, rocking again. Where, where's it? Yeah. Uh, so, like, I'll tell you what then, I'll, I'll come in with you as long as you George, can. Yeah. Get a couple of boats, well, like the QE2. Yeah. yeah, and go and, over there. And, George, come and. And instead, like, give away the tickets here as you would have done. But the ticket well, includes uh, a boat joint journey as well. The Jack yeah. Hood show. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. But film on the boat. Yeah, yeah, we do that anyway. Gotcha. 
Yeah, yeah. Jules, 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 yeah. Over there, which we over. can get over there. Over what? <laughs> Anywhere if we did it abroad. Burbits. We get. Yeah. I don't. Just the I only bits I can get in. The point of doing it abroad. I think the point of doing it abroad is that apart from getting a quick it's only this, holiday, and no. I'll tell you what I'll offer okay. you. If we're going away and we are a boat. To take the audience with you. We do a bloody show on a on boat, boat. and then we do a show when we get in the moon. You see, I don't think anything is going to beat a perfect acoustic place by the water, out of doors, a perfect theatre with perfect it's just the acoustics. Idea Glenn, 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 Glenn just singing a number well, at sunset and at dawn and all that. We just have all that. The thing is, oh, I'm, you know, just gentle and all the moonlight. Moon and, oh, just all that for the songs, you know. For a rock and, and roll presence out of well, that's yeah, yes, I think we can do rock and roll at dawn or at, at night and we can have to change the day over something like this because I'm sure we can do the rock and roll there if we get the right audience because if they swing we've got the right audience for rock and roll we have to take them with us yeah, yeah we'll take a few back to that thing that you said it's that thing we pick them up all around the place a boat load it's it's we'll take you take three days trip on the boat getting where to to Zabrath triple E fantastic sound fantastic and Glenn hit me with open air acoustics well yes Oh. And also, it's that thing where we, <laughs> last year when we were doing the album, like you said, we suddenly said, we don't need to do it here in EMI in London. Every time we've done an album, we've said, why are we stuck in EMI? Why don't, we could be doing it in LA, we could be in France. And every time we do it, and here we are again, building another bloody castle around us. And well this said, time we do it there. Well you know? said. And not only would we be doing it physically, making the album there, whatever went, but it takes all that weight of, where, where's the gimmick, what is it? Because you just, you know, God's the gimmick. There, and yeah. and, and the only problem we've got now is an audience, shot. you know. It does make it like an adventure, doesn't it? I mean, I'd, I'd be thrilled sort of to do it, you know. Sorry, just, it's just for the, you know, just yeah, timing it so story, the sun yeah. came up just on the middle eight, yeah. you know, and all that. Which Dennis says <laughs> it does. Yeah, you can do that. The sun sinks and the moon comes what? up because it's built. built. Yeah. No, it's built that the moon yeah, comes up. Yeah, but I think of yourself. Because you want to be nice and warm and cosy. I would have gone away if I was desperate for going. You know, I can just see us in this place and just the moon coming up and the smoke blowing. Yeah, but I just really do feel we should do it here. I'm not saying I'm not going. See, you see, I, I know what you mean, just do it here. give me one reason one of the main to stay ones. Well, For the people. Okay. Bring them with the people. That's so the that's it, look. Right, so we take them with us. See, that's it, look. We were going to give tickets away at this door here yeah. and say the first thousand people who come from Britain, yeah. the first thousand have got here. So they, we give them out those tickets, but they include a boat ride as well. God. And we take them yeah. with us. And, that's the show. and you're going to go there on the boats as well. Well, that's developing it. Mm, and it is take all that weight of what to do with the show, that's the end of it, you know. Yeah, but I still don't think, you know, that's a hundred percent sure that wherever we go, that will make the show. No, no, but that's... And then on top of that, we're stuck with a bloody big boatload of people for two weeks. You know, I mean, I at least you, you can go home from it and you can get away from it all. Yeah, but we If you'll say yes, and if we get it together, then will you go? If... Don't just say, we'll say yes to that and then you don't bother about well, it. Well, let's mull it over tonight. We'll go over there, yeah. Let's have a sort of, forget uh, all about it. Yeah. 
leave it. It's it's leave it in the air. And but I just feel, think about as it. the trade says, the vibes are very good at the moment. About it. I, I yeah, but I mean, we can all say yes now. Something decide no tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's not going to make any odds. It's just think about it. And I think John's right. I think you should think about it. We talked about this. We know what we can get in a week here. We know what a film that. set looks like. We all know what a film set looks like. You talk about it. You know what you've been doing for three days. What you're going to do for the next six or eight days. So we got a boatload of mentally deficient and three dwarfs. And an orphan. For Friday. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, Russia. It's a wrap. I see you Let's pretend that's the again. As we know, not long after, George quit the group temporarily and subsequent rehearsals shifted to the Beatles' basement studios in Savile Row. Prevarication about the format and location of a final performance continued until a plan was hatched for the show to take place on the rooftop of the Beatles' offices. Just whose idea it was is not 100% clear. Yeah, it was, it was Ringo and I came up with it. I think it was probably my idea, but, I, but certainly Ringo took me up on the roof and showed me the roof. And so then I had this idea that since we'd argued a lot about the television special, and they, they weren't going to do it there, they weren't going to do it there. So we were having lunch one day, and I said, well, why don't we just do it on the roof? And this idea kind of gained traction, then it lost traction, and it gained traction. And they, they did not agree. It was not solid until... 10 minutes before we were going to go on the roof. Paul wanted to do it because Paul is very enthusiastic and, and very resolute. If he wants to get something done, he really wants to get it done. Um, Ringo didn't want to do it so much. He was right to say it was very cold. It was very cold up on the roof. George said, what's the point? And so Paul, yes, George, yeah, Ringo, eh. And then John said, well, fuck it, let's do it. With deadlines rapidly approaching, a decision needed to be made. And, most importantly, it needed buy-in from all four Beatles. Even as late as the 29th of January, the day before the scheduled lunchtime concert, there were mixed feelings from the band. We ought to figure out what we're going to do. Well, I'll tell you what then, let's... What we're doing then is we're still rehearsing and we'll get it together. Right. So then, you know, you you must just sort of collect... Well, we'll collect our thoughts on it. You must collect yours on what you think you, want you mean you still you want expecting us to be on the chimney with a lot of people or something like that? Or even yeah. the stage or the saddle or anything, yeah. Couldn't you just... Uh, well, anyway, so, George, so we won't George, worry about that. Don't, don't expecting that is not a word we use anymore. Uh, thinking about. Praying, <laughs> hoping. Uh, now, what about the roof tomorrow? Do you want to collectively... No, well, let's, let's just decide on that sort of a bit later. later. Let's, let's us keep off that. You know, because that's we it. We're getting into too diverse. Let's, us, we'll do the numbers. You know. <laughs> we're the band. Uh, and we're the, and, 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 you know, I'm, you know, whatever. I'll do it if we've got to go on the roof. You're the band. You know, we're the I mean, crew, and never the drive. I don't want to go. No, I know. <laughs> Come on, I know. I want to go on the roof. I would like to go on the roof. You would like to. Because <laughs> I'd like to go on the roof. Diverse people. One second. Well, I mean, if. See, that's all right. Anyway, like we won't discuss it. Want to go on it? You know, that's it. We won't and worry. I want to record them as tracks if if you want to record them when we go into. It. Yeah. And I want to do it. Forty numbers when you want to do it. Yeah. Because to me, it's all. all Any time is yeah. paradise when yeah. I'm with you. Any time. <laughs> yeah. Any time at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
That's settled then, isn't it? I've said yes to every idea that's come up so far. I've said yes to every idea anybody suggested. Me too. The Pakistan, the moon. You know, I'll still be there singing, don't let me down. At roughly 1pm on Thursday the 30th of January 1969, after nearly a month of rehearsals, dozens of hours of filming and recording, the departure and return of a band member, the addition of a keyboard player and many, many outlandish ideas for the climax to this project, the Beatles ascend the stairs from their offices and emerge onto the makeshift stage constructed on the rooftop of 3 Savile Row, London. Paul in his stylish dark suit and open neck white shirt. Ringo famously wearing wife Maureen's bright red coat to keep him warm. John all in black with his now trademark fur coat. And George in green jeans, red shirt and a gigantic black fur coat. As the Beatles pick up their instruments, Billy Preston takes his place behind the electric piano, beside Ringo and behind Paul. Beatle wives and girlfriends and other special guests take their seats to the side of the stage. In the basement, Glenn Johns mans the recording console as producer, George Martin beside him with no particular role at all. Cameras are placed on the rooftop itself, as well as a few on the surrounding buildings and one in the street to capture the reactions of passers-by. All is set for an important moment in music history. All cameras, take one. I had 11 cameras ready. The day before, I had 11 cameras the day before, but it was too cloudy. I had 11 cameras on the day. And we wanted to go up about 12.30 under the roof to get the lunchtime crowds because the music was going to go across London.
It looks like Ted Dexter has scored another. We've had a request from Martin and Luther. Uh, we don't need any more. It's all right. Hello? Hello? Lynn, any more voice on the fenders?
thing which is so wonderful, the four of them and Billy Preston were up on the roof and they were happy that all that had been going on, all fights they might have been having or all whatever in the previous month, which, which people do when they work together, but they love playing together and so they had an audience, it's, it's the last time they ever ever played to any kind of an audience and they, all that they learned and, and taught themselves and found out from Hamburg to Ed Sullivan to Shea Stadium took place on the roof again. Twice. Come on, baby, don't be 
Mike must have been really for, I don't know. I don't know, is that?
Up until this point, things were going well for the Beatles, but the ruckus on the roof was causing some consternation in the streets below, and an inevitable complaint was made. The police came up because there had been complaints from the local burghers about too much noise and disturbing the peace. You didn't get permits or anything? You didn't no, no. clear it with it? No, and we didn't particularly 
want to. We right, wanted to, right. we wanted it more. Didn't to, want to let it out. Probably. No, no, exactly. Yeah. It was going to suddenly happen, and and also it was going to be what was going to happen. First of all, we got a call. I mean, up and someone came up and said the police are downstairs. I'm the unfortunate Ray Dag, in that I'm the idiot that happened to be on the roof of the Beatles at their last ever concert, which I didn't know it was their last at the time. I walked into the station on duty, etc., and uh, the sergeant said to me, well, before you go anywhere on your beat, he said, go and shut that noise down, because he said, it's not only the noise we've had complaints about, but there's people in the street, thousands, listening to the music, and that's blocking Regent Street, which was blocking Piccadilly, which is blocking Shaftesbury Avenue, which is blocking a whole of the West End. So traffic is absolutely at a standstill all over the West End because the lads are on the roof playing. When I got there, there were just thousands of people and even some policemen there. So I never know today why they let me in. I think it was because I looked so young. And they thought, ah, this is the bloke we're going to let in. I put in a two-way mirror down in the lobby. So you see the policemen sort of walking around in circles wondering who's going to come and deal with this. Because they had to deal with it. They made a complaint. So I opened the door. I said, look, I need to speak to somebody about this noise. And as I walked in, I saw one of these, to my right, one of these two-way mirrors. And there was something moving behind it. And my suspicions were confirmed when I got to the desk because there was a bunch of flowers there on the desk and in the flowers was a microphone. So I knew we had to be on our best behaviour from then on in because I suspected it was being filmed. And then Mal Evans went down and he delayed them a little bit and he said, oh, they're just rehearsing up in the roof or something like that. The late Malcolm Evans came down, who was the Beatles' road manager. And I said, right, that's it. I said, I've been very patient. I said, I've been trying to accommodate you, but you saw no sign of stopping. Tell the four of them they're under arrest. And he said, what are you arresting them for? I said, obstructing police in the execution of their duty and highway obstruction. There's 15,000 people down there blocking the West End. You just made out that number? I did, yeah. Um, I didn't know how many were, was you? Uh, well, I'm the Lord Mother. Can you have Well, I'll read about my door now. I didn't know they were on the roof because I couldn't see them from the street. I thought they were in a studio with amplifiers out into the streets so that people could hear the noise, you know. It was only when I was down in the reception, Jimmy or whatever his name was, told me they were on the roof. I said, they're on the roof. Hell, you know. Aren't these studios soundproofed or something? 
They're on the roof. They're on the roof, are they? Yeah, because they've been recorded in the studio, and they've just done this to get some, you know, some scenery and things. Yeah, it's not the roof. 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 And then the police said, I'd have to go up. And then Mal set them up. And um, what was so sweet is, yes, the Bobby, the English policeman, uh, was supposed to do his duty. But there he is standing on the roof of the Beatles. You know, and so you see that there's a kind of conflict. Everybody in loved the Beatles. Yeah. And you could see when he's going to go home at, at night point. and said to his wife and his children, guess what I did today? But then he's supposed to arrest them if uh, they don't stop playing. I threatened to arrest them downstairs. I threatened to arrest them on the roof. The the meaningful threat, if you like, was not much of a threat, but the meaningful threat was up on the roof because mm -hmm. that was what stopped it in the end. So he said, well, let me try this. So he went over and unplugged their amps from their instruments, which they weren't very pleased about. And Lennon and McCartney, I think it was, turned around to plug them back in again. Anyway, Mal kind of signaled to them and signaled to George, and he, and he pointed the policeman, and then he unplugged George's amp because the police said, I have to shut it down, otherwise I'm going to arrest them. And then George plugged the amp back in again. And at that moment, Evan said something to them. I didn't hear what he said, but I suspect he said, you are under arrest if you don't stop. And... They had a conversation with him, and he came back and said to me, can we do one more? I said, literally one more. That's it, finish. And it was get back. And it was get back, and Paul altered the words at the end to say the law's coming for you and all this sort of thing. And so, and Paul says, get back, you're playing the roofs again, your mama doesn't like it, she's going to get you arrested. And um, that was the last song. And were you serious about arresting them? Well, 52 years later... Uh, reflecting on it all. Uh, I don't know whether I would have done or I wouldn't have done. I honestly can't tell you. The problem with it is that for the offences they were committing, there is no power of arrest on private property. It has to be on public property. So it would have meant arresting them on private property, taking them outside, and then I'd have got into a lot of trouble a huge amount of trouble if I turned up at the station with the Beatles in tow, wrongfully arrested, as it were. They would have, have loved that. They would have loved it, I suspect, but I think I'd have got chewed up and spat out. <laughs>
then at the end of it, John steps to the microphone and he says, I mean, what more perfect ending? And that was it. Although nobody knew it at that moment, the Beatles had just played their last song in public. Unlike Candlestick Park in August 1966, the Beatles' last performance to a paying audience, the rooftop concert had been captured on multi-track tape and from nearly a dozen camera angles, thus preserving one of the most, if not the most, seminal moments in music history. With no arrests made, the Beatles made their way downstairs to the comfort of their Apple offices. But what of the people who witnessed the rooftop concert? The midday shoppers, the office workers on their lunch breaks, those who were just walking past number three Savile Row. Michael Lindsay Hogg knew that this show would turn heads in the streets below, and he positioned a roving camera crew among the central London streets to capture the reactions of passers-by as the music echoed amongst the buildings. Predictably, the reactions were varied. This is roll 562A, guide track, guide track on the show day for cameras A, four cameras, one is wild. Is there anybody you know who, uh, you know, who will be able to tell me anything about it, what's going on? Yes. Um, anything you can tell me about it? Uh, Are Beatles uh, your favourite? Uh, no, um, as a matter of fact, I'm a reporter. Well, <laughs> don't think we've got anything to say. <laughs> Excuse me, Chris. Uh, do you like the music you're hearing? Yes, I don't know what it's all about, though. You don't know what it's all about? No. Are the Beatles fans of yours? Yes. That's a show they're doing up there at the moment. Yeah. And the music you're hearing is going to be on their new album. And um, have you a favourite amongst the Beatles? No, I think they're all a very good group. You do? Yes. You like them? You buy their records? Yes. Fine. Thank you. Is it the Beatles you're doing up there or somebody else? It is the Beatles. It doesn't sound like them. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, do you know what you're listening to at the moment here? No, I don't really. You don't know? No. Is it the Beatles? It's the Beatles, yes. yes. Would you like to come this way, please? You're listening to the uh, Beatles music. Do you like the Beatles music? Yes. Do you buy their records? Sometimes, yes. Okay. And do you know this is their first public show for quite a few years now? Um, well, no, I didn't. This the is first, their first public show? Yes. They haven't been appearing before public for some time. Um, would you like to see them back again? Yes, very much. You would. Yes. You really like their music? Yes. Great. Have you a favourite amongst the Beatles? Um, I think Ringo. You prefer Ringo? Yes. Yeah? I well, I, I like them all, but I think Ringo. Excuse me. Yes? Do you know what music you're listening to? No, I don't. You don't? No. You don't recognise it at all? Well, that's it's the, possibly uh, the Beatles. That's right, it's the Beatles. Yeah. Really? And, uh, it's their first public show for some time. Oh, you call that public? I can't see them, unfortunately. You can't see them, no. No. no uh, so it's not really public viewing, is it? Uh, well, it's public, no, it's hearing. public hearing. Oh, I see. And uh, it's the first time that they've played their music openly to the public. Yes. For quite some time. I think you are a Beatles fan, are you? We could say so, yes. I think I they're great. Exist, no, I don't. Well, the music you're now listening to is going to be on their new disc, their new album. It's coming out very shortly. Is it? Thank you.
racket is going on. Think so. Excuse me. Um, do you like the music you're hearing at the moment? Not particularly. You don't like it. Why is that? Well, first of all, it's too loud. It's too loud. Well, the reason for it being loud is to get it across to the public. You see, the Beatles are up there making their first public show for quite some time. We can't hear this, you. This type of music is all right in its place and it's quite enjoyable. But I think it's a bit of an imposition to absolutely disrupt all the business in this area. Do you like normally listening to the Beatles? In the right uh, surroundings, but definitely not now. It's a promotion. Uh, you could look upon it that way. It's a, actually a show. Well, why don't but, you get uh, the kids to dance down here? Yeah, you should get their new album. The new album that's coming out. Who's singing here, actually? Which group? Pardon? Which group is singing? This isn't Beatles. This isn't Beatles. Reproduction on that speaker's not very good, is it? It's on the PA system, you see. To get the sound out. What do you think of the music you're listening to at the moment? Fantastic. You like it? You really like Lovely. it? Lovely. You know, this is the music to uh, go out on their new album, on their LP. When does it come out? Very shortly. And uh, do you normally buy the uh, Beatles music? Well, I bought the last LP. You did? Yeah. So this is the first public show that they've done for quite a while. Yeah, so why is it on top of the roof? Well, it was uh, to do something out of the ordinary. I mean, uh, all that money they've the, got. Uh, Beatles have been sort of like space people, you know? So they wanted to do something uh, extraordinary. Yeah, That's why the show's gone on the roof in the morning. Excuse me, sir. Um, do you know what music you're listening to at the moment? No, I have no idea, but it sounds really wonderful. Really. You like it, do you? Yes. Well, this is the Beatles playing on the roof. It's their first uh, public appearance of some time. Yes. And you quite enjoy the music. You oh, yes. Do you buy their records? S yes, I do. You yes. do, I see. Well, this uh, music you're now listening to is going to be on their new LP coming out very shortly. So, um, yes. Oh, yes, I should certainly get one. Excuse me, love. Uh, You've been listening to the music now. Do you know what music you're listening to? Obviously. The Beatles. Yeah. Yes. And um, this music you're now listening to is going to be uh, on their new LP coming out very shortly. You like it? Fabulous. Yeah, definitely. You Fantastic. Like Have you any favourite amongst the Beatles, or are, are they all your favourites? Uh, they're all a few lads. Yeah. That I really like. Get around, don't they? So they get around. <laughs> <laughs> Do you oh, like yes. the music? Yes, very much. Do you buy their records? No. My son does. Your son buys them? Yes. And you listen to them? Yes. Do you know that this is their latest music? I'll gather that. Do you think you'll buy it? I doubt whether I will, but my son probably will. Yes. It's a public appearance for some time. Yes. I see. And it's a free show for the public. Oh, lovely. Every dinner time. Thank you. Do you like the music like you're listening it. to? Yes, it's alright. You like it, do you? Not like in the street, no. You don't like it in the street? But you like the music? Yes, it does, yeah. Do you buy their records? No. no. Do you know this uh, music that's now being played to you? It's going to be 
their new LP? No, I don't. My son would. He likes all Your that, but not me. <laughs> this is their first public uh, appearance for some time. Right I see. And do you really like it? Yes, it's all right. Yes, it's lively. Madam, do you know what music you're listening to at the moment? Beg your pardon? Do you happen to know what music you're listening to at the moment? It's the Beatles, isn't it? The Beatles? Yes. Do you like the Beatles? Oh, I love them, yes. Yeah. Very you much. Records, you? Pardon? You buy their records. Uh, yes, my daughter does. Your daughter does. Yes. Uh, this is the new music that's going to go out on their new LP very shortly. Yes. Do you think your uh, daughter will buy this? I wouldn't be surprised, yes. This is our first public showing for some time. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you. It's lovely, thank you. Hello, do you know what music you're listening to at the moment? No. Do you? No. You're listening to the Beatle music. You've heard of the Beatles, yeah? Yeah. Do you like their music? Yeah, they're good. You think they're good? Yeah. I see. And um, you still buy their records? Oh, yeah. And this music is coming from the uh, new LP that will be distributed very shortly. Will you buy this? Yeah, probably. Well. Yeah, my sister collects all their records as well. Your sister collects Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I think they're good as well. This music makes you want to dance, does it? Yes. You know what music you're listening to, do you? It's Beatles, isn't the Beatles, it? Yeah. Right. It's Paul McCartney singing now, what it was. Yeah. And uh, this music's going out on their new LP. You think they're going to buy it? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. The Beatles moved down to their basement studio to listen back to the recordings of what had just happened. And, as expected, a camera crew was ready to film the excitement which had been largely absent in the lead-up to the show. Of course, the showdown with the police was the top of the list, and listen carefully to the plans being made for the future. Anybody wanted to play and sing on the yeah. What's the law say that you, why you can't do that? I think it, it was disturbing the peace because the PA well, how speakers. Disturbing the peace. Peace means like peace. noise. You know, they think like peace is noise. You want to ban planes and cars. Speakers man underneath them, you see, blasting out the sound in their phones. And every rock group in the just world, on the platform, like just yeah. above the speakers, <laughs> also on the same chilled speakers, yeah. to just sort of strapped into little boxes and this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <because> <laughs> well, get back! <laughs> flying over London. 
This will edit fine because we've got all the cops which right. we covered downstairs as well. Oh, that big balloon. You know, like we got a camera on us, they said, and all kind of that. Kind of great. But where we went, the bad things were not enough for people in the street could see us. That's alright, because you get them all there. Yeah, we see you cut it. And the other thing is, sound it went up to the building, it went in a garage, kind of guy, but it didn't get to the didn't get to reach So it closed circuit TV. Got to some of Bonsu, but the crew I had Bonsu didn't really get there. Got to some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't get the next time, just a lot of bands all over. There's like 75% so successful. We can edit it 100% successful. But you were happy. And it's a concert next week. Are you, what are you feeling about today? Do you want to work more today or not? Yeah. We should uh, oh, yeah. record the others now. We've got to get the stuff done. Yeah, we'll have a break for a bit. We'll have lunch and that. And then we record the other stuff that we didn't do. Right. Up there, acoustic stuff. Up there? No, down here. Yeah, no. We're not the one rooftops. No, no more rooftops. That was the rooftop. Really good. Yeah. That's it. Oh, right. Yeah. But we do it down here, and you sort of film it with clappers like the rooftop. Yeah. So it's like the. You know, you're doing it and we're taking right. it. If we got the police, we could pretend in the film that we had to get down because of them, and that's yeah. here we are just doing the, the way it happened. Yeah. It'll just be it, yeah. The event on the roof is, is great, and uh, you know, lucky how you're there, not only me, the cameras, but the, the event, the last time the Beatles ever played to any kind of audience. What a triumph, and what an iconic moment in rock and roll history. The roof was good. Well, that's it for this episode and for the Get Back Sessions. In our next episode, the Beatles waste no time in starting their new album, and two more Beatles tie the knot. Until next time... Thanks, Mo. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves, and I hope we pass the audition.